Welcome to the Pinfall Podcast. One of our last ones of year. We've we've got a couple more. Uh obviously we're we're not doing um the next impact show and the next Sunday show. But we've we've got a couple more in the chamber. Um I don't five more? Really? That was less than that. Um, Dynamite and 2K20 stream Dynamite Impact. I missed something there, but yeah, fine. Okay, okay, great. Um, and then our first show of the year will be for day one recap. Um, that will be our our first WWE show since we uh switched over. Okay. Actually, no, we did War Games. Yeah. Okay. Um. Well. This, speaking of firsts, this is our first GCW post show and the first full GCW show that we've ever watched. So, yeah. it did not disappoint. It really didn't. Yeah. I I think it's safe to say we both very much enjoyed it. I um I really like the uh, VR Cultural Center. <laughs> wow! Yeah. Um, it was funny because I was like, we we tuned in and I was like, what the fuck is this place? Mm. Mark's like, well, actually, this is like where they normally wrestle. And I was like. It's like that in the, the bingo hall. Or the... You gotta love a good bingo hall wrestling match. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, we, we've obviously had our reservations about GCW in the past. Uh, with it being very violent and unsafe. But um, we've. We've grown appreciative of uh, the wrestlers there and what the promotion can do. Um, and I think this show perfectly encapsulated like the kind of storytelling that they're capable of and um, the kind of place that death matches have in professional wrestling when done well and safely. Obviously, there's some stuff about GCW that should be changed, but... Uh, we'll we'll talk about that at another point. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I we we did unfortunately miss part of the show though. Uh, yes. Yeah. It wasn't our fault though. Uh, most people watching it were watching on Fight TV, and uh, there was a delayed broadcast. They started. They got the broadcast out to fight uh, a match late, so we didn't catch the scramble match. Yeah, which I guess it could be worse. That yeah. we didn't miss that much. Yeah, we we caught all of the, like probably the best matches, which were the rest of them except one of them. I'm doing what I do best tonight, which is I have three drinks. Nice. Um, I've got my water. I've got my coffee. I got my apple cider. Got water. Oh. Like, I feel like I just always need to be surrounded by at least like 20 different drinks at any given time. Mm -hmm. Sounds like you. Yeah. Um, we don't normally do uh, news on these Sunday shows, right? Okay. Let's do that last Sunday. Okay. Um, so might as well just jump into the, the fucking pay-per-view. Um, and again, there won't be a Sunday show for next week because... It'll be Christmas time. We'll both be spending time with our family and our families and uh, not able to uh, dedicate some time to wrestling at all. Yeah. So. Well, to dedicate to wrestling, but like, to talk about it. Right. I'll probably end up watching. I'm excited because I think I'm going to end up showing my father more wrestling, which he can't stand. Mm-hmm. It's funny because he's the person that got me into it. Mm. I'm trying to get my dad to sit down and watch wrestling with me too. Like he 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 has talked about like the old like the golden era wrestling. Yeah, my dad like that's what he's. I don't think he's watched since you know. Yeah. He's like, oh, what about Andre the Giant? I'm like, well, he's dead. My dad also uh, uh knows Shane McMahon. I think I've told you about this. 
Lucky him. Yes, you've yeah. told me about this. Did you not say that he flirts with people all the time? I don't remember. He might. Sounds like I, a Shane uh, McMahon thing. I was going to say it sounds like a... When, when you explained what it was like your father described him, mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, that all checks out. That definitely checks out. Yeah. Yeah, he he's still very much seems like Shane McMahon. Um, all right, so let's jump into the into Blood on the Hills. Yeah, oh. did my own death match wrestling. Some oh spin- yeah. Soft part of my fingertip. <laughs> yeah, you you uh, and it wasn't like safe death match wrestling either. Oh no, this was this was dangerous death match wrestling. Damn. No, no shaved barbed wire for you. That was real barbed wire. Yeah. <laughs> spinach one. The spinach one at the end of the day. Nick Gage, you've got your next opponent. I definitely like started bleeding, and I was like, "Oh God, <laughs> what do I do?" Um. All right. So, the first match we were able, or the first match that happened was the scramble match, which we didn't get to watch once again. Um. But the first match we did watch was the Briscoes. Versus Brody King and PCO. Fucking love watching Brody King in person. Or not in person, but live. In person. I, I wish I could see him in person. Oh, wait, we did. Um, he was at a Death Before oh, Dishonor. It's, it's a Sunday. All right, I'm not, my brain's not yeah. in it right now. Also, just real quick, I was going to take off my nail polish, like, going home. Now that I've, like, shaved my finger down, I uh, don't think I'll be doing that today, or tomorrow, for that matter. Fair. Yeah. This was a a good match. I think this was a great match for us to, like, get started with, technically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Didn't even hate watching the Briscoes. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Neither here nor there. I I would... Um, I didn't love this match just because it, it, I don't know, it didn't seem very interesting or very exciting in my opinion. There were some cool spots like Brody King painting die on the door uh PCO trying to brain himself every 5 minutes. The fucking announcers. I don't know shit about the announce team. <laughs> oh my god, the announcers are fucking hilarious. And I don't even think it's like intentional like hilarious. The fucking when he said we're mesmerized by the word die written in blood on the door, I fucking lost it. He was writing it out, and the the commentator just says it says die. (laughs) Like yes, we we can read that. Thank you. It's only three letters, buddy. I think we all made it past that in elementary school. (laughs) Oh god. Um. Yeah. So. Um. I don't know where to start with this. Uh, Brody, Brody's an interesting character, I think, because Brody is massive. He doesn't like Brock Lesnar himself. Mm-hmm. He like knows sell shit because he's big. Yeah. I just always think that's very interesting because like he, shit happens to him, and I'm like, oh god, why is he getting beaten up so early on in the match? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. He. Ends up getting a double choke slam to the Briscoes. Um, and then PCO's in the corner. King revs him up with a bunch of chops to the chest. Then he hip tosses PCO into what is supposed to be Jay Briscoe. But ends up being the turnbuckle. And I was like, you not only just chopped the shit out of your partner, but you just, like, slaughtered him. <laughs> okay. Um, PCO also gets dropped spine first into two chairs. They're like tops of two chairs, and I didn't like that. I didn't like that spot at all. I I could have sworn that man was retiring, and and then now he's all over the place. Reason. Yeah, yeah, he's got to collect um, that uh, insurance money. There there were spots I think in the death match that I was less like ugh, with, mm. yeah, as opposed to this. Yeah. Um, get like a ton of fucking doors out. There's like, there's a door in the ring. There's a two doors outside of the ring. There may have been a third. I'm not sure, but I think that one got smashed early on. 
Um, you get also a full unprotected headshot to the skull of PCO from Mark Briscoe. Which... There are a lot of uh, unprotected headshots today. Yeah, I guess that's like a thing that like we, uh, I, I guess, should get used to. Comes to GCW. I mean, whether it's something that's a staple in GCW, it doesn't mean it's a good thing. That shit is oh, it's definitely not. Stu stupid unsafe. The flying headbutt. Yeah. But much worse than the flying headbutt. I'm just saying, like, yeah. it's Headshot. a shit move. Mm -hmm. um, PCO ends up getting shoved off the top rope by Jay Briscoe into the two doors that are ringside. And then we get a J-Driller to Brody for the Briscoes to win and regain. Yes, yes, yes. <clears throat> um, and they, like, hugged it out afterwards, which I was like, oh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, a lot of fun, great stuff. Uh, I, I'm glad to see that Brody is making, is kind of making his rounds on the indies before, uh, Taking a nice little stop in AEW. Um, whether or not he'll keep up the indie run af uh, after he debuts at AEW, who knows? But I, I'm I'm glad to see he's like everywhere. Yeah. yeah. And next up, we had a uh, a match. One of my favorite matches tonight: Nick Wayne versus Tony Deppen. This fucking rocked. First of all, Tony Deppin's fucking hilarious. I, mm -hmm. he's such a pain in the ass. Love him. Um. Also, Nick Wayne is literally a baby, and Tony Deppin is beating up a, a child, a literal child. It wasn't supposed to be Tony Deppin originally, was it? Um, it was supposed to be Tony Deppin, but it wasn't oh, supposed, it wasn't to, be supposed Nick to be Nick Wayne. It was supposed to be Tony Deppin versus Jigsaw. Ooh, don't know what okay. happened there because I, I know Bandito wasn't there today because uh, COVID but I don't know what happened with Jigsaw yeah um okay so this was a sick fucking match and this had I took a couple notes on this um got a poison rod into Deppin Nick Wayne like he looked kind of annoying and maybe that's just me not liking majors but um Really good for somebody who's was he sixteen? Yeah, yeah six, sixteen. Sixteen. He is incredibly talented. That dude is yeah. so good. And he comes from a family of it, but Yeah. Uh what is it? Uh who's who's his uh who's his father? It was like Buddy Buddy Wayne or something. I don't know. I know it started with a B. Yeah. I'll I'll look it up while you start the recap. Yeah. Um, the poison round of Deppin knee to the back of the head of Wayne. He just fucking brutalizes his fucking child, dude. Like, so nasty, but it's also so Tony Deppin to beat up a sixteen-year-old. It's Buddy Wayne. Buddy Wayne. Okay. Um, got a sort of a pop-up sunset power bomb after pop-up sunset. Yeah. Uh, sunset bomb. Um like that and then that was right after a crucifix bomb to Deppin um then Mr. Wayne fully commits to the swanton right onto Mr. Tony's knees which more power to him honestly mm -hmm. um that'll hurt but right now I'm sure he's fine um Deppin ends up hitting a span standing Spanish fly we Almost see Wayne hit off a springboard corkscrew um, European uppercut. It's met with a knee to the face. Uh, Wayne ends up trying to pull out all the tricks. He hits another poison run and he hits another swanton, but can't get the pin. And Tony blows his nose in the face of Nick Wayne, and I said, yeah, uh, "What was it? A snot rocket?" The uh... yeah. yeah, I didn't care for that shit. Not one bit, no mm -hmm. sir. Um. Wayne ends up getting a Canadian Destroyer to Devin. Modified cattle mutilation to Wayne, but a knee to the back of the head ends up getting Tony the win. Um, much to the dismay of many people in the room. 
that room. GCW room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought this was a really sick fucking match. And yeah. it's incredible to see somebody that's 16 years old do shit like that. Yeah, and I was surprised to see, like, such a fucking, uh, uh, a clinic put on in, in GCW in a deathmatch-focused promotion. Um, because I don't think anyone bled at all in this match. It was shocking. Oh, Nick Wayne did. Oh, he did? It was, like, right up here, it was, like, bleeding all the way down his face. He didn't even Uh get it cleaned up before coming out with, uh, uh... Gordon Oliver? Was that his mm, name? Yeah, yeah. Okay. But yeah, still. Real quick. Mm. GTW has a bunch of babies. Yeah. Yeah. What is that about? Probably because it's kind of like one of the gateways of professional wrestling. Yes, I don't know. I was like shocked. I was like, These are chi- I'm watching children try to kill each other. This is like <laughs> Lord of the Flies. Yeah. Hardcore dancing. Um, so after that, we then got a video package for Effie and Allie Catch versus Matt Cardona and Chelsea Green, followed by the match itself. Um, this match rocked. This was great stuff. This was so much fun. Um, this just proved not only how, how great JCW or GCW can be with storytelling, but also how great Effie and Allie Catch are. I, oh my god, they were so much fun to watch. Mm-hmm. I knew they would be, but it was just like, this was such a good match. Oh yeah. Um, so Chelsea slaps Allie. Allie turns it around in the same turn, and Effie ends up pulling them, Effie and Matt pull the ladies apart as they're scrapping, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, then... Cardona dropkicks Effie. Effie comes back, and it's sort of... I don't know how to explain it, but um, it's very evenly matched, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Um, then Effie ends up making out with Matt Cardona. <laughs> which Effie seems a little more repulsed by it than Cardona did. Effie very much like comes away from it like... <laughs> I... I, I think he just didn't want to seem like he did it on purpose. He's like, oh, fuck. Um, yeah, I also wouldn't want to kiss back right now, so. Okay. It's good to know. Um, Effie ends up slamming Matt's head into his, um, how do you say penis? Um, multiple times. His, yeah. Would you, would you like to... No. Would you prefer I say dick? I feel like dick is more casual. Groin. Groin? <laughs> yes. Effie slams Matt Cardona's head into his groin. Um, he ends up lifting and sending Cardona down to the floor. He can't tag out because Cardona pulls Catch off the apron. Um... Back in the ring, Cardona ends up going to suplex Effie, who suplexes Chelsea in the same go-about. Um, Allie finally gets in. She hits a seated senton onto Matt. Clothesline's green. Cannibal's onto green. Um, green gets an inverted DDT to catch. Um, Cardona, or was it? I don't know if Green did. Um, and then Cardona. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing Effie did to Matt. <laughs> it slams Catch's head into his own Groin, if you will. As, as Autumn um, Wind West suggested, junk. Thank you. That's very nice. Yes, it's junk. Um, no, I was like, cool opportunity, fine, but also at the same time, like, <laughs> mm, I don't know about that. I, I think it's it was better with Effie because he's like a comedic wrestler or like got a more. Watching Matt do it, I'm like, <laughs> no. Sir, it's an HR violation, Matt. Sir, you are engaged. No, last days as a free man, I guess. <laughs> um, so we get a doomsday device powerbomb to Gar- 
To what? Cardona. Sorry. Um, um, Effie and Catch. Chair shot though breaks up the cover. At nearly chair shots his own fiance once again. Effie throws the chair at uh, Cardona's head. We get a sack rider to Effie though, which is Effie's thing, which is interesting because it's Matt adapting. See. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt ends up going to use the title belt to get a leg up in the match. Hits Chelsea Green instead. Catch and Effie get a pile driver to Cardona. And then a sack rider to Cardona. And then they hit the pile driver to Green onto Cardona. Mm-hmm. Um, from Catch specifically. Or Bussy to win. I think the pile driver is called the Bussy driver. Or, or Pussy driver. Yes, I believe it. That's, yep. That's why I wrote Bussy Pile Driver. <laughs> Makes sense now. <clears throat> um, but yeah, that, that match was a ton of fun. Um, yeah. I think this was like kind of. It was hard for us because it was so late. Yeah. I think this actually made the next match suffer. I don't think so. Well, I, I think crowd wise, yes. The crowd yeah, that's why really we did. Okay. I thought you meant for us personally. I think for me, mm-hmm. kind of did. But like, I'm saying crowd-wise, yeah. Yeah. Um, so after the match, Matt Cardona gets on the mic and he says, Fuck this. GCW is only promotion because of me and Chelsea. I put GCW on the goddamn fucking map. Enough disrespecting me and Chelsea. You can have the Hammerstein ballroom. I quit. And he quits GCW. <clears throat> Good, good to see him make such like a, a fucking great run, and then leave before, uh, you know, before he sours it. Yeah, I think it was yeah. it was short, sweet, good. Yeah, um, got a great. Food. Hopefully, this gives him time in other <clears throat> bigger promotions, like Impact, maybe AEW. I'd love to see him return to AEW, honestly. Um. But uh it's just fun because then we get and Brian Myers. Yeah. Yeah. Um just honestly just anywhere. Put him anywhere. I'd love to see him do anything. Especially if he keeps up this uh Deathmatch King gimmick. Yeah. Um So then uh we have for the Ring of Honor World Championship, Jonathan Gresham versus AJ Gray. Yeah. In pure um, rules. I'm just catching up on where my notes are. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, Gray refuses to shake Gresham's hand multiple times. Gray's a big dude. Gray is a big dude. Um, short break ends up breaking up a figure four. Uh, Gray ends up power bomb, power, power holy shit. Power slamming Gresham. You got it. Love talking. Um, we get some hard slaps to one another and some closed fists sent into Gresham, gets the ref involved. Gresham starts kind of targeting the knee of Gray, flies out onto Gray, and we get a crossbody to Gray right into a figure four. The old Lariat powerbomb flattens Gresham, but it doesn't quite matter. The octopus is cinched in, and then a few punches to the face gets Gresham the win. And by face, I mean kind of more so than neck. Yeah. face is illegal yeah uh i i was i mean i love this match i thought it was a little torn on it because um i i don't know aj only getting the two rope breaks feels like oh then what's the point of having this be pure rules but um there there's like the small stuff like the no closed fist the warning he got um and it's nice to see like an opponent who's not not pure rules uh have a pure rules match because you see yeah. how they can adapt um and i could see them having a match again not for the title but just a grudge match not pure rules and then aj just like fucking smokes jonathan or it it gets much closer um John, Gresham's finisher is so good. The fucking octopus, him hammering your jaw, so good. Yeah, yeah. I, um, 
look forward to seeing more Gresham matches. Mm-hmm. I also look forward to the Terminus show. Yeah. It's shaping up to be something fun. Um, I think Moose has a match. I forget who his opponent is. Yes, it's Alex Coughlin. Oh, Alex Coughlin. That's right. that's going to be really cool. Yeah. I, uh, I'm, like, thrilled that that's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so after that match, we then had, we, we go to a star boy, Charlie, in the crowd. He's with his mom. He's injured. Uh, he's on crutches. He says, I love GCW and all of you. I'll do my best to heal up and get back in the ring. And then we get Alex Zane versus Blake Christian, two NXT releases going at it. This match was a lot of fun. weird to me just because blake christian like there's just something about his face it's so sweet mm-hmm. i see him in like this like very like intense like mean kind of like role where he's like i don't know king shit he came off as Pardon. very introverted in nxt yeah like and he was just like a very like sweet little man like a mm-hmm. meek little guy yeah here he's like i don't know I see him here, and I'm like, that's not you, silly. <laughs> um, it's one of those, it starts off as, like, one of those, like, anything you can do, I can do better matches. Um, they end up fighting all the way up to the bar. Christian parkours away from Zane. We get a Canadian Destroyer 2, Christian, and Shotgun Dropkick to uh, Blake. Standing Spanish Fly to Zane, and then Springboard 450 right into the knees of Zane. Um, and finally, the Tiger Driver and a rolling elbow gets Blake the win. I didn't take a ton of notes on this match mm. just because I just... It was fun, but it was what I expected from them, I guess. Right, yeah. It's it's very much their styles. Um, yeah. and, and... It can be hard to keep up with, in my opinion. Yeah. The, the spots out in the crowd when they went to like the liquor section, uh, that was pretty cool. Everything else was... It, it was cool. It was, it was just them being them. Yeah. Um, then after the match, Blake Christian got on the mic and he said, When I came back, I said I didn't come back just to be back. I came back to be the best in the motherfucking world. I told them to walk through my door. I don't care if you're the best. So Jonathan Gresham has already left the building. You'll see this later. When I met you, I you told me I was a dope little wrestler. You didn't say I was the best in the world. That only happened with a match. That's something special. Has to be has to happen at the right time and place. January twenty third at Hammerstein Ballroom, the Ring of Honor World Championship. That's gonna be a really cool match. Um, but it's probably gonna be pure rules, and I don't know if uh, well Blake can handle pure rules. Yeah, I don't know. I um. I do I do look forward to this because that's gonna be a sick match. Oh yeah, yeah. I, the whole Hammerstein event is gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah. All right. So. I, uh, hmm? I was gonna say I, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. Next up, a match that I did not like. Uh, Jacob Fatu versus Matthew Justice. This was pretty lame. No result was weird. It was the no result was weird and like like this wasn't a match. This was just two guys brawling. Three guys yeah. brawling actually. Yeah, Justice ends up setting up a chair. Um he tells Jacob to like sit down next to him, which he doesn't do. Yeah. Um, Justice ends up getting caught by a Juicy and run into the post. Um, Justice is then sent shoulder first into a chair. We get, like, a weird and, like, double leap moon salt onto Justice. Um, Justice gets his knees up. He spears Jacob through a door in the corner. Um, around this time, we decided to look up the Anawaii family tree. And Tongaloa's family tree, so I kind of missed a lot of what happened here. Um, which is probably fine, because 
Then I tuned back in. There was a flying headbutt to Justice from Juicy, which is fucking terrifying. That man is humongous. Mm-hmm. Um, then Starboy Charlie, who was in the crowd with his mother, Anka, um, they just fucking attack him. Yeah, because Starboy Charlie is in the same <clears throat> faction. Um, I forget the name of it. It's um. SGC South South Gear Crew, I think that's it. Um it's it's <clears throat> Starboy Charlie, Matthew Justice, Mance Warner, and Chris Dickinson. Yeah. Maybe yeah. uh one or two more. Oh yeah, second gear crew. I've actually Oh second gear crew, that's it. I I uh <clears throat> heard of that. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's <laughs> Kind of funny because like this kid's got a fucking broken leg and he's just getting demolished in the <laughs> ring. His yeah. mother's being held back by Juicy, um, and then like the match is just abandoned and they're basically booed out of the arena or the cultural center, whatever. Mm. Really confusing because I was like, "Fuck, did I miss the ending? Like, did I miss the ending and not know?" Nope. 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 Um. Yeah. Hopefully, it's like this just results in Mance Warner <clears throat> and Chris Dickinson coming back and getting revenge. Yeah. Um. So after that, we got a little video package for Atticus Kogar versus Jordan Oliver, uh, which is uh, their first death ma- match main event. I think it was Jordan Oliver's first death match in general. No, I think it was Jordan Oliver's first deathmatch main event. I think that's what they said. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. um but th- this, what do you think of this match? I liked it a lot. I liked it too. <clears throat> I thought. I don't know. It's pretty tame as far as deathmatches can go. I think. Yeah. Personally, I thought it was like just okay, and love it. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, Kogar gets thrown from the ring pretty early on. He gets pedigreed on a fucking chair. Mm-hmm. Did Kogar also say that like his health insurance ran out? It was him or Jordan Oliver that said they're they're not in health insurance right now. Imagine it's not Jordan Oliver because he's like sixteen. His parents. Yeah. Plus, the health insurance company was like, he does what? A hobby? I mean, they could they could be like that. No, absolutely, they could. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> he may have been like, no, I'm sorry. We're not fucking ensuring that at all. Yeah. Um, back in the ring, he toss, um, tosses Oliver into the barbed wire. He pulls the bottom rope, so to speak, into the mouth of Oliver. Um, he gets some skewers to the eye, which I didn't like. The eye was covered for part of the match. We got some skewers to the eye, and then the forehead, and I don't like the skewers. I think the skewers are gross, um, yeah. and I don't like when they hammer it in, and then like they just stick there. It's like, <laughs> yeah. Um, and we get a slang drop kick to a chair in the hands of Kogar. Kogar hits back with a low blow, which he does twice, which was one of the things I didn't like about this match. He hits, he hit Oliver with a low blow twice. Mm-hmm. get it i think it works twice you know i'm glad though because normally in in other promotions like one low blow would cement the finish of the match like you you take a low blow you immediately lose yeah that's kind of what i appreciated here that's fair um we get a barbed wire chair into the ring Oliver starts fighting back he tosses kogar into the ropes um a few times um, and we get a clout cutter to Oliver through the ropes. And at this point, Kogar is bleeding, bleeding, like bleeding, bleeding. Um, I kind of just do some regular wrestling for a little bit. Like, yeah. it's real different during a death match. <laughs> like, oh, suplex. Fucking wow. I guess. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, I believe at this point we have a door that is um, 
set a light, set a flame, if you will. Um, Jordan Oliver goes to suplex Kogar into said door. Misses. So he picks Kogar back up and suplexes him into the door. I think it was like a fisherman Feel suplex. The sky. I think it was like a fisherman suplex. And hooked the. It's either a fisherman suplex or just a snap suplex. I know he hooked the leg. I'm not sure if he did more than that. I, I at this point I can't remember. Um, yeah, I thought that was really funny. It also felt like a much less impactful, uh, flaming object suplex than like the Cody, uh, Cody Andrade one. Yeah, I think that's because Oliver. For some reason, the flames stayed at the top. Yeah. The door, and then once they traveled down, they were basically dissipated. It went out very fast. It did. I don't know what kind of fucking lighter fluid they're using there, but <laughs> it was all CGI. Got <laughs> the Marvel team in there. <laughs> um. So a pile driver doesn't end up getting the pin. Glass plate is introduced. Um. Get a weird like sweeping slam to Kogar, and then an airy crash through the glass to Oliver. Uh, mm-hmm. Oliver. Um, then we get some skewers to the head of Oliver and a draper DDT of sorts onto a barbed wire it, chair. It was a a headlock. Was it a headlock driver? We got him in a headlock and then basically did like a kind of driver of sorts. Draper DDT. It's not a draper because it, it was a different way you hold the head than a DDT. Yeah headlock driver um onto the barbed wire chair to win for kogar um fortunately jordan oliver does not come out of this on top which you know uh no he's 18 he's 18 19 nick wayne is 16 oh yeah boy charlie is 18 jordan jordan oliver is like 18 19 actually no he might be 21 if i'm not mistaken oh you think so oh oh yeah yeah because i think atticus is like Mid twenties. Yeah. Um. In nineteen ninety nine. Also, from unfortunately a place that we both know of, and mm-hmm. <laughs> announced that he was from uh, where was it Newburgh? Yeah. We just both kind of stood there like. Yeah. That tracks. Mm-hmm. Tracks real fucking well. <sighs> yep. But uh, that's the recap of. Blood on the Hills. Um, now we go into the review por- portion of the show, talking about the bests of the night. But before we go there, if you have a question for a question segment, leave it in the chat right now, and we'll get to it after the bests of the night. If you're watching on YouTube, leave it in the comments, and we will get to it in the next one. Um, but now before we get to the best, best of the night once again, let me give a quick top 10 update. The top 10 wrestlers in professional wrestling. This will be going on, going on Twitter uh, tomorrow. I forgot to do it today. So, very quickly, uh, top 10 professional wrestlers. This is ELO rankings, so based on wins and losses rather than uh, favorites. Um, so... Number 10, one half of the Raw Tag Team Champions, uh, Randy Orton. Number 9, uh, Kenny Omega. Number 8, uh, Sting's best friend, Darby Allen. Number 7, one half of the Impact Tag Team Champs, Doc Gallows. Number 6, um, one of the best wrestlers in the world, Josh Alexander. Number 5, the Raw Women's Champion, Becky Lynch. Number 4, one, the other half of the Raw Tag Team Champions, Riddle. Number three, the Universal Champion, the Big Dog, the Head of the Table, Roman Reigns. Number two, the WWE Champion, Big E. And number one, the United States Champion, Damian Priest. Nice. All right, so let's talk about prom, uh, wrestler, <clears throat> wrestler of the Night. God, I just choked on everything. Um, hmm. It will be tough to figure out a wrestler of the night. Um, huh. 
I'm going to give you three options. All right. Tony Deppen, Effie, and Jonathan Gresham. Say Effie. Effie. All right, I'll say Effie too. Be entertained me. I was very sports entertained by Effie. You're very sports entertained. Good. I'm. I'm happy to hear that. Um. All right. So. Next up is match of the night. As always, we go from the worst to the best of the night, and then Liz will say if she agrees or if she doesn't, and we argue for like twenty minutes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, worst match of the night with a four out of ten: Matthew Justice versus Jacob Fatu. Um. Next up, with a five out of ten. Atticus Kogar versus Jordan Oliver. I thought it was pretty decent. I don't know. Um, maybe it might just be me not being a big fan of death matches. Um, but I thought this was pretty decent. I, I think um, went a little extra, but it was a good good aim example of a death match. Uh, I mean, I don't agree with you. I think it was a. I think it deserves a slightly higher rating, but. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I I think it also didn't do much in the way of storytelling. In my opinion. You're saying that coming from a perspective of not knowing the story. Right, but we did also get a video package right before, that did uh tell the story a bit. I thought it did fine. I I was more than. Satisfied by this match. Hmm. Um, next up, five out of ten. Brody King and PCO versus the Briscoes is pretty decent. Pretty decent. Um, the it was there were some good spots and the rest it was okay. Um. Next up, six out of ten. Alex Zane versus Blake Christian. I think that's just decently fun. It was just good spots. A lot of flippy, exciting wrestling. Next up, 7 out of 10, Jonathan Gresham versus AJ Gray. It was a fun, really fun match. Um, definitely did not last anywhere near as long as I thought it would. But it, it was very great, and I... I Look forward to seeing Jonathan Gresham just taking the ROH title just around the world, defending it. Because I, th I think he has another uh, event that he's defending it at before getting to Blake Christian. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I don't remember where exactly or who it's against, but uh, yeah, he's taking it somewhere else. Uh, next up, another 7 out of 10, Matt Cardone and Chelsea Green versus Bussy. Very fun match. Very, very fun. Um, the storytelling was all there. I, I thought their, all their chemistry was fantastic. And we saw some great character moments, some great wrestling, and an all-around just good time from everyone in this. Uh, and then finally, my pick for match of the night, with an 8 out of 10, Nick Wayne versus Tony Deppen. I thought this was amazing. I, I thought this was like, like this was great storytelling. Even without knowing the story, I got the vibe from it based on how they were wrestling in the match. Tony Deppen was like carrying a lot of that storytelling, being like the the hot older indie guy who's like, like, and, and Nick Wayne's like trying to prove himself in this. I don't know. I, I thought this was really, really fun. Um, had some really fantastic character moments, and Nick Wayne just... He shocked me with how good he is. I gotta disagree with you, buddy. What do you, what do you say? I'd say... versus the Cardonas. Hands down. 
And yeah, Nick Wayne's great, but like he's still there were still several times that he did shit and it was like just didn't land. You think so? I didn't get any of that. Definitely did because you made a comment about it last night. Or not last night, the Friday. I don't remember. For several missed spots, which is fine, he's a child. But just I was really in it to watch Tony Deppin and definitely did not find it nearly as entertaining or nearly as engaging as Cardona's and Bussy. I mean, I guess I can't say anything in the favor of Deppin and Wayne besides I enjoyed it a lot and that probably won't sell it to you at all. So, well, uh, um... I guess you enjoy the crotch pounding more than the snot rocket. Yeah, I definitely do, actually. Um, I, I don't know what you mean by that because the snot rocket was was the best part of that whole match. Of COVID, it is not. <laughs> I was joking, but anyway. No, you were joking. Uh, I guess I'll go with you. I'll go with you. Uh, Bussy versus Cardona and Green. Win. Yeah, yeah, sure you do. His brother. All right, so to wrap it up, our uh, wrestler of the night, Tony Deppin. Oh no, Effie, Effie, picked Effie. Um, match of the night: Matt Cardona and Chelsea Green versus Bussy. All right, you want to answer some questions? What's your question? Uh, let's see if there's any on YouTube first. No, okay. Alright, so. Mariam asked in chat, How did you guys enjoy GCW? Is there anything you guys watched that you don't think any other promotion would do? <clears throat> um. Well, we did very much enjoy GCW. Yeah. Um, would definitely watch it again. Yeah. If they, you know solve their uh fight tv problems yeah um and i think that there's a lot of stuff that a lot of promotions wouldn't do that gcw does all the f-bombs yeah there's a lot of swearing um so just like it doesn't seem like there's a lot of rules a lot of shit yeah um Watching GCW gave me like a an idea. Like if I were in charge of professional wrestling, like treat it like baseball teams, um, where each team, e each promotion signs their own people, and then like they do cross promotion stuff. But every every promotion has their own rules. Like for for example, WWE could be like very traditional. And like like normal standard rules, GCW like every match is like no disqualification, or like a death match or something. Ring of Honor would be all pure rules. Um, and when we were watching that, when we were watching Blood on the Hills, and like basically every match was no disqualification unless otherwise stated, or until the ref had to stop the match. Um, I feel like having each promotion have their own set of rules is a really cool idea. Yeah. I, um... That is actually really cool. But I really, I think that looseness is kind of fun because it feels like... Sometimes it's annoying, like, with the Matthew Justice match, but it's like, sometimes it's a good time. Like, mm -hmm. who fucking cares? Nothing yeah. matters. Just some fucking blood and call it a day i also don't think that um other promotions would sign such young talent yeah the uh, liability but yeah yeah but um i mean they all performed really well jordan oliver nick wayne atticus kogar they're all really good what's atticus kogar huh I thought we said he was like his mid twenties or something. Unless I could be wrong. 
me see. Um, 24. 24. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, all these guys are really young. And I mean, you even have uh, Nick Wayne, 16 years old. Yeah. Starboy Charlie. Starboy Charlie's 18, right? Yeah, I don't think any other promotion would would um, hire people that young. I don't think so either. And I think that it makes for a really interesting show. It's really mm -hmm. awesome to watch young guys, young guys asses kicked. Yeah, definitely. All right, so that's all the questions we have. Liz, would you like to close out the show? This is a very short show. Yeah, we're less than an hour right now. Um, you tuned in tonight. Thank you so much. You tuned in the future. Thank you so much. Um, join us on Tuesday for our WWE 2K20 stream. It's really fun. It's very laid back. Um, then join us on Wednesday for our last stream before the holiday. Um, for AEW uh, Holiday Bash. Yes. Um, that's gonna be a lot of fun. We'll do something Christmassy, or yeah, I guess. Thank you all for watching. Follow and subscribe. Uh, our YouTube is The Pinfall Podcast. You can catch up on all of our previous episodes there. Uh, listen to us on Spotify if you want to take us on the road. Just search up The Pinfall Podcast. And join us at the live show, twitch.tv forward slash The Pinfall Podcast. Uh, you can uh, talk with us live and chat with us. We would love to hear from you. Um... But uh, follow us on Twitter at Pinfall Podcast. I'm at the Mark Cameron. Liz is at Eliza Elaine two three. And don't go anywhere because we're gonna we're gonna raid somebody. We're gonna raid uh, Jessica Havoc. She's playing Fallout seventy six right now. So have a great night, everybody. We'll see you on Tuesday. Um, but until then, have a great weekend. Great start of your week. And happy holidays. If I can spell Jessica Havoc right. Yeah. Should have done this before I started this. Okay. All right, have a great night, everybody.